And now, it's time for part four of In the Moment. All right, now it's time for Sincerely Management. Don't worry about it. This is the part where you put your foot on the brake. Oh, shit. This is a a new segment, if you haven't noticed. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't hear my what? (laughs) I just got two things to say. Okay, but it's not coming from me. Oh, sure it is. It's not coming from me. Okay. This is coming from management. Okay. Okay? Who's the management? Don't worry about it. It's not nobody business. Okay. Can't cancel who you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. All right. Good luck. All right. First thing from the bottom of management's heart. <laughs> Yo, I saw a lot of podcasts um, deep diving into DC Young Fly's speech about the mother of his children mm-hmm. who unfortunately passed away. Mm-hmm. He gave a hell of a speech. Yeah. I thought it was incredible. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a strength that I don't know and I wouldn't have in his situation. And I think because every time someone grieves publicly, which I really don't like. Let me say that. I don't like, it's just me. I don't like the video of me speaking at a funeral. I don't like that. It just doesn't feel like it's a commencement speech. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, this ain't for that. Right. But kudos to him for if he did want it to be out, allowing it to be out. Yo, I saw this podcast dissecting whether or not he actually cares or cared about or loved the mother of his children. Why? They were going crazy, Katie. Like... Yo, nah, because he wouldn't even let her do that. Why would he even, like, allow that to happen? No man gonna get up there and be able to hold his... I mean, just, I'm not even gonna repeat all of it. But I was so disgusted. And it was even, like, this tweet that went viral. Mm -hmm. It was of some random woman who, I guess she was the first or one of the few people to tweet something of... Nah, that speech didn't sit right with me because of the way he was handling it and talking about her. Then they dug deeper into who this woman was. And she has a fiancé that's in prison um, because he was a whole thief. Mm. And I was just like, boy, if that's not a reminder how people be so quick to jump up and talk about somebody else and their own shit. Yep. It's not clean. Yep. And I just want to remind people that when you get on these platforms, and as much as we like to get up here and have fun, there's certain topics and there's certain places I'm just not willing to go. And it's simply because I don't know shit about it. And it's just a simple reminder that when y'all get on these platforms and talk shit about somebody else's full relationship, especially after they just lost a significant other, I just want to ask, no, not me, management, simply wants to ask, who in the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. Who are you, seriously, that you feel like you know anything about this man, his love for this woman, their family, or any of that, to have such a strong take and opinion on who they were as a couple, 
who he is as a man, how his kids are dealing with this, how he... What the fuck is wrong with people, Katie? That's my that's the question. Um, and you'll never get the answer to that question. Cool. That's the first part. People are just stupid. The second thing for management is just a reminder to the people who still feel the need to leave negative comments on anything, whether it's in the moment or anybody's moment. You don't have to listen. Sincerely, management. And now it's time for Mo Ain't Shit. Katie. Mo. I got a genuine question for you. A genuine question? He the same Mo. My whole life has changed. Okay, and I'm so anxious. <laughs> I tried to think of another one. I was struggling. <laughs> Those jeans. Oh, I didn't go there. Nah, because I was trying to think of the one that, um, better to have loved than never loved uh, at all. I don't know the name of it. You don't know that one? I don't know the name of it. But that, that uh, at this point, we don't know the name of Keisha shit either, but we okay. roll with it, dude. <laughs> that's, right. that's the name of it. Better to have <laughs> <laughs> Now, we're going to say the whole hook as the name, ain't we? <laughs> We, have you ever heard that Tevin Campbell song, Can We Talk for a Minute, Girl, I Just Want to Know Your Name? <laughs> That's my shit. Yo, serious question. Whose fault is it when people find themselves mad at somebody that they don't know and they have never met? Is that on the person that they're mad at or is that on them? That's on the person. Is there any debate there or wiggle room there, in your opinion? No. Because I don't believe there to be either, but sometimes I think I'm wrong. Cut dry. That's a you problem. <laughs> it seems to be a lot of the world who has not figured this out yet. Well, yeah. Like I said, the world's stupid. I know. Like, I don't get that. Um, but I do want to remind the people who are out here actually trying to do something and not just commenting on what other people are doing. Very, very rarely, if ever, in life, does anybody who is doing better than you stop to comment on what you're doing. Mm -hmm. It's always someone that's not doing as well as you that's goal is to tear you down. Yeah. And the reason I get upset sometimes with this, Katie, is because I do believe a lot of the time when that has happened to me, there was subtle racism involved. Mm -hmm. And I don't think everybody is aware that that is absolutely a part of subtle racism. Mm -hmm. When you want someone to fail and you have no idea why, but a lot of the time in the situation I'm in and some of the messages I have received, I have looked deeper. I have stopped and said, okay, wait a minute. Let me actually stop and realize, is this constructive criticism or is this just projection? Is this just ignorance? Is this, what is this? And sometimes when I look back on it, I get upset at myself for even reacting to it because what I'm starting to realize is a lot of the time, what it is is, I just don't like this man. Mm -hmm. And in the position I'm in, I think a lot of the time we know why. Mm -hmm. And I realize in that, well, you can't just simply say, I don't like him in this position because he's black and I don't fuck with black people. So you got to find something he says, right? Yeah. Oh, well, he said this one day. You know what? That makes him. I'm going to call the law. That's racism in that. Mm -hmm. It bothers me. So I just want to make sure I'm right in that Sometimes it's constructive criticism, but I think that's rare. But a lot of the times, I think it's simply just people projecting whatever it is that they're dealing with on you for whatever reason they feel the need to do it. Because mm -hmm. me personally, I have never in my life thought it made sense to stop and tell someone how much I didn't like them. Mm 
I would just go on and find someone I did like. It's the right. dumbest shit in the world to me. I don't get it. Not supposed to. It's not so for I'm not you bugging to get. here. Okay, no. cool. Well, with that being said, I ain't talking to them. I'm talking to the people who are out here actually trying to do something better, right? I saw this story about Tom Hanks and I thought it was incredible. Because I think a lot of the times when we're in position to do great things, there are always those people who are gonna get in our way, make us doubt who we are doubt what we're doing, and I think this story helped me, and hopefully it can help y'all, right? Story reads, on the 27th straight day of filming Forrest Gump, Tom Hanks was tired and worried. During a scene on the famous park bench, Hanks stopped and said to the director, Bob, hey, Bob, is anybody going to care about this movie? I don't think anybody's going to care. Bob replied, it's a minefield, Tom. You never know what's good. It's a minefield. It's a damn minefield. We may be sowing the seeds of our own destruction. Tom Hanks told this story after he was asked, when I ask for a memory from your career, what's the first thing that comes to mind? He said that what Bob said was true of every movie he's worked on. There's never any guarantee. You do not know if it's going to work out. Here's my takeaway from that. Hanks is the fifth most highest grossing actor of all time. And yet, the stickiest memory of his career is the feeling of uncertainty. Rarer than talent or work ethic, the poet John Keats wrote is the ability to step into and push through doubts and uncertainties. In 1817, Keats wrote a letter to his brothers to share this exciting realization. At once it struck me, Keats wrote, what quality went to form a man of achievement, negative capability. Keats explains that negative capability is when a man is capable of being in uncertainties, mysteries, doubts, without any irritable reaching after fact and reason. Basically, what this says is no matter who you are, no matter how great you are, you are always going to be riddled with uncertainties. And you are never going to truly know if what you're doing makes sense. Even Tom Hanks has gone through this in a time of where he was creating one of the most iconic projects that life would ever see. So imagine what your uncertainties may feel like. So I say that to say to anyone else who has ever had to deal with ridicule or doubt from people who have never even accomplished half of what you have, Tom Hanks was sitting on that bench with the same exact worries and the same exact uncertainties. And look what he accomplished. Run, Forrest, run. And so can you. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. And we out. It's time for the Sicko Award. Let's see who was nasty this week. He's so fake, but I'm so real. Yeah, I'm so sick, but he's just Giving the Sicko Award to three people, kid. Okay. First one is YK Osiris. Is that his name? I believe so. I really do not pronounce the, the O-R-S-I-S. What part? Yeah. His name is irrelevant, but the story is. Give us a little bit about why he's getting the Sicko Award. Okay, so first of all, if you don't know who YK Osiris, I don't know how to pronounce that man's name is, he is a rapper, and he is the sicko because he sexually assaulted Suki. Suki? Did I say her name right? I think so. Recently. And it was during a recording. She was, what, what were they watching? Like, they, um, were, they were at Some kind of celebrity arena. basketball game, yeah. I believe, here in Atlanta. If I'm not mistaken, I think uh, Kevin Gates was there, and he actually tried to score on the wrong team's goal and missed two layups it looked very nasty thank god there was a gate there to stop him but um yeah they were watching that mm -hmm. and so um suki she's also does she rap 
Yes. Well, she's and also she a rapper, is, by the way. Uh, she gained some traction. I know this from rapping with her breast out. Yes. She's she's that woman, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess men look at her a certain kind of way because of that. Yes, because of how she performs and stuff like that. So as she's in this lineup, she's sitting next to Lil Duvall. I forgot the other dude's name next to her, and there's another guy. Uh, and, um, funny man Marco, I believe. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and they're doing their thing, watching this, commentating, Mike, whatever. YK goes up to her. They have this little flirty moment, talking, ha, 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 cool, cool, cool. He walks away, and then he comes back. But when he comes back this time, he decides to massage her shoulders a Mm -hmm. little bit aggressively. Then he, you know, slides his hand up her throat and kind of forces a kiss on her, and she turns her head away. And as she's turning her head away, she's basically like, help me now. Whoa. And he tries to go in again for this kiss. And you can tell that she clearly is not interested in kissing him back. And then he just walks away, laughs, daps up some dude random over there and just thinks it's ha-ha-ha funny. It's not ha-ha-ha funny. You can't go up to a woman and think that maybe because you may have a little flirty moment that it's okay for you to kiss her without her consent. Period. You can't do that. Can't do it. It pissed me off. It pissed me off for a few reasons. One, it pissed me off because... I felt like she was obviously sexually assaulted and no one did anything. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of men around there. Lil Duvall looked over. And didn't do nothing. Funny guy, whatever his name is, did nothing. Not a damn it. thing. As a man in that situation, I, I know I'm, I am king of mind your business. I, I know that about me. I mind my business. In a situation like that, I'm jumping. Mm-hmm. I'm leaping. You have to. You have to. Your mom didn't raise you no better than that. You have to. No... And then I seen a lot of people saying, yo, but she was flirting. She was flirting. Okay, and? So what? That don't mean kiss me. No. At what point does flirting mean kiss me? And it pisses me off because I feel like it's men like him that give women the right to feel the way they feel and talk about men the way they do. Mm-hmm. Because of men like him. I've been seeing that since I was a kid, yo. With You know what I mean? With men feeling this, uh, I don't even know what it is. Like this sense of machismo or whatever that... Because she may have smiled at you or said something flirtatious or because she performed with a breast out, that you can just grab her by the neck. Can you imagine being her father, her brother, her best friend? Fam, you know what I mean? To make her feel like that. And then she went and deleted a whole Twitter and she didn't even want to respond. And it was actually so many people on Twitter trying to justify what he did. And he did apologize. He did. And it did seem genuine. Mm-hmm. But what the fuck are you doing, man? Right. You cannot just grab a woman like this. I don't even do know how we at this point in life and don't understand this. And then I seen them trying to um, bring up older videos, mm-hmm. right, of her in interviews. Yep. And another guy did the same shit. Another guy. But this one, he was more vocal about what he wanted to do to her. It's yeah. during the podcast that she was on with Candy. And this dude out the gate. Nastiness. Was just you could just tell he was just disgusting. I want to take you in the back right now, put my tongue in your ass. I want right. I want you to just I want to see what it smell like. And she's clearly saying like, yeah, I'm into that when I'm having sex, but I'm not into that right now. Mm-hmm. And, and his response to her clearly stating, I'm not into that right now with you, was, nah, nah, nah. You match your match. Let's go in the back right now. I don't understand how that's your response to I'm not into that. Like you fucking creep. Yo, fam, you are that thirsty. What's wrong with some of these men that behave this way? I don't understand it. Like, you are this much of a thirst boy. You, I'm thinking to myself when I see shit like this, you know cameras are on you. Mm-hmm. 
and you wilding like this. Mm-hmm. What you doing? There's no cameras, player. Worse, possibly. Oh, that's scary. That's scary for a man like me that got sisters out here, that got women I love out here. That's ca- that's scary. I would be so embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? And to me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but as a man looking at it, it kind of felt like it was the perfect example of a woman trying to express that just because I'm into this don't mean I'm into this with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I might like to get busy or get down a certain kind of way. That don't mean that it's with you. Yep. And I guess that's pride or whatever the fuck that is that some men just don't get that. That's nasty. It is. He's nasty. I got two more sicko awards to give out. Got three of them today. The other one goes to the dad who faked his own death before turning up at the funeral in a helicopter to teach his family a lesson. What? <laughs> that's a true story, gay. The man, I guess, felt like his kids didn't appreciate him. What and so fuck? he faked his own death okay. and then showed up at the... I mean, they had a whole damn funeral. Okay. They think the, they burying this man. You know how much money you just fucking wasted? That's what I'm saying. With your dumb ass. You could have just took me to Disney. I'd appreciate you. What the hell is wrong with you? But, and he pulled up in a helicopter. In a, not a lift. In a helicopter. Something that actually lift. What? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I guess that was his way. I, I, I don't know what the was man was going through. Uh, I believe so. Oh, he about to be divorced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Helicopter ain't going to fix that. Mm-mm. Third sickle award goes to the woman who purchased three economy seats on a plane, and then she wrapped it the seats with plastic wrap for a makeshift first-class experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at it, kid. <laughs> she really thought she was she eating. Yo, she really thought she was going to eat with this nonsense. She rapping and rapping and rapping. Wait. Dude is recording her. Hold up. Yeah. You bought three seats. You could have just bought a first class ticket. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. Are you dumb? That should at least got you comfort. Right. Why is you buying you three? Could've had, you could have had free drinks. Complimentary alcoholic beverages. What are you doing, lady? Why did they let her do that, though? You know how long it probably took her to do all that plastic wrap, and you going to come true. at the end of it? Right. Nah, that's that's fire. It, it, it did take them way too long. I don't know what airline this is. It, it don't look familiar to me, but, um, yeah, she's a sicko. Yeah. As are the other two. Quotes of the week. I got a few quotes here, Katie, that I saw on Twitter that I think might help some folk. Okay, I'm going to run through them. All right. Hurting them back will not heal your pain. Mm-mm. Friendly reminder. Anything that costs your mental health is too expensive. Way. Self-love is realizing that you are enough just the way you are, but also that you can choose to become a better version of yourself whenever you choose. You got to do the work for that, though. Don't give people so much power over you that their silence leaves you questioning your worth. Mm. And lastly, all you can do is learn your lesson. There's no point in wishing you had done it differently. The past is the past. Accept it and grow from it. Yeah. It's time for Mo's Reflective Moment of the Week. My trouble used to just double. When I ain't have a dollar, I used to struggle to struggle. Yeah, I was dreaming about the game. I'm not exactly sure how I want to handle this, so I'm going to just go. But I know I want to say it. Okay. Shout out to the Denver Nuggets for winning the finals. Ha. Damn it, they didn't go seven, but they still won. You called it, Katie. I'm putting money on a lot of things from now on. 
with whatever you say. So okay. continue to be right. I uh, beg of you. I, I can't make any promises. No, 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 promise. Don't lose faith now. <laughs> Don't lose hope now. Oh, there. Yes. Okay, all yes. right, all right. Jokic. They say he's a weirdo. That's what they say. I love this man. Because he's not from the States? Uh, no, nah, and he don't care. He just want to go home. And he he won the finals. I don't care about none of this. I don't care about the parade. This man is the superstar of the Denver Nuggets. Arguably one of the, no, not arguably one of. He's definitely one of the best players in the NBA, but arguably the, arguably the best player in the NBA right now. The guy who LeBron and them was making fun of, didn't want to pick him on the all-star team, and he swept LeBron and look at him balling out now. After the game, they're like, hey, you want to go to the parade? No, I want to go home. Hey, you want to go do this? No, I want to go home. I want to go do be with my horses, mm-hmm. with my wife, with my family. I just love that kind of energy. I don't give a fuck about none of this NBA stuff. I don't care about what y'all on. This is me. I gets busy. I go home, right? Mm-hmm. I bring all that up to say I love when the quote-unquote weirdo wins. Reason being, well, they say I was a weirdo. Saying that my whole life. As I've gotten older, I've appreciated it. Because it's made me feel like good means I'm different. I'm unique. Mm -hmm. And the one thing I was always genuinely afraid of, as a man who everyone around me always says I don't fear anything, if I fear anything, it's being average. Mm -hmm. I've always feared being average. So I'm not speaking to everyone. When I say what I'm about to say, this is not for everyone. This is not the time to be triggered and think I'm talking about you and I'm Calling you out. This ain't that time. I'm talking about me. Maurice, Mo, Mitch, Glenn, Waltrude, Mitchell. Okay? Mm. Me. Nobody Mm. else. Just me. I have always feared being average more than death, more than anything else in my life. It's not me. Mm -hmm. I appreciate exclusivity. Right. I appreciate anything that's unique. Yeah. That's my culture. That's who I am. That's who I've always been. Right. And so much so, I was thinking about a time when my boy called me the other day, and he was like, yo, man, I ain't going to lie, dog. I be talking about you a lot to my son. Like, yo, your Uncle Mo is different. And he be always saying, like, my son just admires you. He looks up to you. He's like, I want to do what Uncle Mo does. And... It brought me to tears the other day because of the fact that I remember when they thought I was the weirdest dude on the planet when we were younger. It wasn't because I was doing nothing crazy. It was like perfect example. He was like, yo, you remember when you used to sit in the car when we went to the club? And I laughed. I was like, I do remember that. And so, Katie, when we were like young 20s, I never liked the club. Mm -hmm. I hated it. I didn't understand it. It was always corny to me. It's like, all right, we're going to get drunk. We're going to go into this place. It's a whole dance floor. Everybody's elbowing you in the face. Dudes is spilling drinks on you. They want to fight. Women don't want to dance with you, but they drunk, but they stumbling all over the place. Everybody's trying to talk to each other, but you can't. You, you trying to, the music is stupid loud. You trying to yell over. I just never liked any of that. That right. was, all my friends couldn't wait to get to the club. So there were nights when we would go out and we would pregame, like at the crib, mm-hmm. and then we would go out. And by the time we got there, I would be like, yo, I'm straight. I'm going to just either go to like a bar that was close, and I'm like, y'all come get me from here. I'm going to be in. And I would literally go into the bar and just like watch a game or something, mm-hmm. have a drink and talk. That just was my shit. Right. And then it was other nights when they would go to the club, and I would stay in the car, and I would put beats on, and I would just write, and I would make music. 
And I remember there was a, a time when Drake said, uh, why y'all out partying? I'm just home making the music that y'all partying to. And I felt so seen in that lyric because that's who I felt like I used to be. And my friends thought it was the weirdest shit ever. Like, you really not going to come in? I'm like, no, bro. Like, in my mind, the way I saw it is y'all chasing women and y'all losing money doing it. I'd rather chase money because I feel like you'll never lose women chasing money. But you'll always lose money chasing women. Mm -hmm. That's how I saw it at 22, 23 years old. Mm -hmm. 24, 25, right? I would literally stay in the car, Katie, for two hours. Sometimes three hours. And just write. Put a little Bob Marley up, little, you know what I mean? And I'd be in the car. By, by, by the time they came back, I done wrote four songs. And I'm hyped. Like, yo, I can't. Let's go to the studio. Like, like now. Right. And they would come back. Maybe one of them would have a girl. She's stumbling. They don't know each other's name. That just was never my shit, right? Like, I wasn't judging, but they was judging me. Mm -hmm. I was the weirdo. And I used to kind of feel like, how am I the weirdo? How it ain't y'all, right? And that was just who I was. And I used to question myself a lot, doubt myself a lot, that uncertainty, that Tom Hanks on a bench shit. I was that guy in the car, and I always felt like I am different. I know that, but, like, damn, am I really weird? And it's funny how looking back now, my dude will call me and be like, yo, I'll be telling my, my son about how he used to do that. And he'd be like, dad, that's who I would want to be. Because with all due respect, look at what Mo's doing now. And it's like, I want to do that. Maybe that helped, right? Like maybe that'll help his son realize that, hey, the club might be good for these next two hours. But what happens outside of it is good for these next 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. and it felt good because it, it felt like validation, to be honest, I guess, of like, damn. Yeah, they was looking at me like I was weird then, but who's weird now, right? Right. And with that being said, I started thinking about my quote-unquote dating woes, right, of when I've come in here and failed. I don't think I failed. I guess I triggered people. When I used to say certain things like I just was kind of different in Anything that I've ever wanted in my life, anything, whether it's a job, a car, a home, a vacation. I just went to the Maldives. A lot of people are like, damn, the Maldives? I've heard so many people say they want to go to the Maldives. they never been. It's a bucket list. they never been. It's been a bucket list 20, 30, 40 years. they never been. My mind told me, go. I got friends that have been to Florida. They've been to Miami 20 times. But when I told them, y'all want to go to the Maldives? They're like, I can't go. I can't afford it. 20 Miami trips can get you to the Maldives. Mm -hmm. I just didn't go to Miami 20 times. Yeah. I'm not rich. I just sacrificed. Like, that's the way I always saw it. Why in the fuck do I need to go to Miami 10 times? Mm -hmm. I, I went to, I've been to Miami once to this day. Every single one of my friends and peers have been to Miami at least 10 times. Not me. Good. Because <laughs> we going to the Maldives. <laughs> they got 10 Gucci belts. Uh -huh. They got Hermes slides. They got all that. But they telling me they can't go, they can't afford to go to the Maldives. They can't afford to go to Greece. And I'm, I'm like, but y'all judge me every time I said I didn't want to go to Miami for a fifth, sixth, seventh time. Mm. Yo, you never want to go... Fam, no, because I want to be able to go to Fiji. 
In fact, it just was different for me. Yeah. But I always felt judged, even when I wasn't judging them. And none of it made sense until now, right? My love life is the same shit. That's all I was trying to say. And when I said that, I felt like I was a person looking for my person, dating amongst people who were just out here fucking with people that I was lost in what is even love or what is even dating mm -hmm. in a world where the majority of people are just fucking with people and you are a person that's looking for your person. Mm -hmm. Same way I once told my grandmother, which she reminded me of the other day, I have met women I could live with, but I've yet to meet the woman I can't live without. There's levels to me. I'm not interested in the woman I can live with. I want to meet the woman I can't live without. It's levels. It's different. But I keep meeting women who do not match that mentality. They are not equally yoked, for lack of a better way of putting it. I'm just looking for something different. I just like exclusivity, mm -hmm. right? Now, if I have lived my life in an exclusive manner, then why do I not have the right to look for someone else who has done the same and who can match that energy? Mm-hmm. Everybody should be afforded to have whatever it is they are looking for, right? Right. And I realized, because I did some deep diving on, Mo, where does that shit even come from? Mm hmm Of you wanting that. Right. You know when it hit me? When? I'm weird, Katie. I'm different. I'm unique. I'm exclusive. That's all I know how to be. Mm -hmm. So much so that all of the time I was watching people close to me go through breakups, I watch them be heartbroken. I'm talking about male friends, female friends, both. I've watched some of my friends lose weight over a breakup, mm -hmm. not be able to eat, mm -hmm. not be able to function at work, mm -hmm. lose themselves. Yep. And I would go through breakups and be over that shit in a week. And I thought something was wrong with me. I can't connect. Does this have something to do with my child abuse? Does this have something to do with, does this have trust issues? Do I have commitment problems? Is it my anxiety? What the fuck is it? I mean, I was in a whole relationship where a woman cheated on me, got pregnant, doing it on purpose, running around trying to make me jealous. And I still was like, boy, she's an idiot. I don't, I didn't feel like end of the world to me. It never did. It's more so that what allows me to connect or makes me feel safe in connecting is just simply very different than what the average person needs to feel safe to connect. And I remember Bert saying something to the extent of when we parted, when we were speaking to what you're waiting for and the patience in it, and he said a joke, something to the extent of like, well, you think deeper than me or well, you a better man than me. So you deserve more than me or something like that. And I remember like taking that home with me going, no, I don't like, I, damn, do I just want too much or like what? Like literally I found myself asking myself, what in the fuck is wrong with me? But you know when my heartbreak came and this is why I was saying the things I was saying when I was telling people to kind of being mindful of how you living? Why you living that way? Are you waiting for something? Are you not? Do you give a fuck? Do you not? Do you want more? Do you not? 
Because my personal heartbreak, again, this is me, not y'all, my personal heartbreak, it didn't come from them bum-ass relationships I knew I had no business in. It didn't come from that to me. Mm-hmm. It came from when I found the relationship that I knew this was my person and I knew this is where I was supposed to be. And she had an entire life that she couldn't explain to me. Now, I'm not saying that that makes her wrong. I'm not saying that she did anything wrong. But that was the first time that I felt like I ever had a true heartbreak. It didn't come from walking away from somebody who I felt like they wasn't meant to be in my life anyway. Because if they were my person or they were meant to be in my life, then I wouldn't be going through this situation to walk away. Mm -hmm. That was just logic to me. My mind wouldn't even allow me to go into the sweatpants, losing weight, eating ice cream shit. It wouldn't do it. It made no sense to me. But when I met the person that I was like, oh, shit, this is it. It's up. You the one. I've been waiting my whole life for you. All right. So I know most people say the past don't matter. We've talked about this. I don't agree with that. So to be the guy that says not a past matter because you about to have my children. You about to be married. You about to be the rest of my life. You about to be in like my finances. You, if God forbid something happened to me, then you got to take on my kids. Like I care about shit like that. I know a lot of people be having kids and they just be taking the biggest risk in life with somebody they barely know how they actually think, how they move, how they act, how they do any of that shit. But you're going to have a whole child with them? And then your child going to end up being in a more fucked up situation than you was in because sometimes I'll be wondering if, well, shit, did my parents think about that? Mm-hmm. And I'm fucked up for that, right? Maybe, maybe not. But when it got to that and those questions were relevant and I had to look across and say, hey, why are you was moving like this? Just tell me where you were. I'm not mad at you. I'm not judging you. I'm just curious. Mm -hmm. And you can't give me nothing other than, I don't know. I was just fucking to be fucking. I was heartbroken. I was devastated. That was when I started losing the weight. That was when I was eating ice cream with the sweatpants, not knowing what to do with my life. Because it hurt me personally way more, way more to have someone I wanted to be with not even be able to look me in my eyes and give me a genuine adult, big, grown woman answer to some of these questions that are relevant to us having a future than it ever did to go through a breakup with one of these bums I didn't want to be with in the first place. And that's why I thought maybe if I give this experience or feeling to someone who has not had to deal with it, they might actually be able to kind of move a little differently in their journey of attempting to find their person. But that wasn't for people who just out here fucking people. That was simply for the person who's trying to find their person. And maybe that makes me a weirdo. Maybe it makes me unique. Maybe it makes me the dumbest dude ever or the greatest dude of all time. It really doesn't fucking matter. That's my experience. That's what I was attempting to do. And that's the last time I'll speak on it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you feel better? <sighs> just by just letting that out. It seemed like you needed to let that out. Now can you go find some hope? I thought you were going to say hoes. No. Fuck no. No. Fuck Stop. Well, we ain't, we ain't going to push the pee. No. We pushing no, pee. No, you know. We no, no. pushing pee. No. We not. No. I got to hold it? Yep. Wait, wait, did it come off as if I needed to let it out? Yeah. Is that good or bad? Both. Oh, wait, why is it bad? (laughs) 
I mean, not bad. I wouldn't say no, bad. No, no, you said both. I did. No, too late. I did. Why is it? See, this is why I don't tell y'all shit. From now on, I'm coming in here every day. A, B, C. No. What? It's not bad. Uh-huh. The reason why I think it's bad is for something else completely different. It's not your message. It's completely different. I'll tell oh, okay, you when okay, you off mics. That. Yeah, yeah. It's not I just be feeling sometime like, Katie, I really, when I get some of these messages, even though I know half of the time, if not more than that, it's BS, and it's coming from people who are just projecting and have never accomplished anything and just want to put you down, I still will really sit there for weeks at a time and try to figure out where I went wrong in my delivery or in my tone or in my whatever it was. And especially when I get, like, listeners who I know are genuine supporters that show up at my shows and go, yo, you don't really mean that shit, right? It, I would really take that shit home and go, well, damn. All right, maybe I was joking a little too much or maybe I, maybe I just, you know what I mean? And then you always on my back about delivery, bro. Delivery. delivery. So I'm, I'm trying to UPS this shit, man. Okay. So I felt like I wanted to do a better job of expressing what I was trying to express all that time. And maybe it will help one person. And if that helps one and triggers a thousand, to me it was worth it. Because one is all you need. All right, we about to get up out of here. Once again, July 15th. City Winery. Don't get there at 8-ish. Nope. Don't get there at 7.30-ish. Nope. Doors open at 6.30. Tickets on sale now. Buy them. You can afford them. You can. Okay? And you're going to have the time of your life. Crowd interaction. You know what? I think that's... A lot of people don't understand how a live podcast works. Oh, it's. Man. I think people are like, oh, so we're just coming and sitting and watching you all talk? No. No, 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 no. no. Especially for those who came out last year. Oh, man. I hope y'all come back. This Every is, one of you. This is interactive. We get... It's a crowd participation We talking to thing. y'all the whole like, time. It's up. Everybody's in this. Everybody. <laughs> what y'all want to talk about? What y'all been through? How you living? We gonna have conversations. You gonna want to raise your hand and talk about it. Ooh, me too. Ooh, he did that. Ooh, tell him to get on his game and stop playing with me yep. and treat a queen right. We in there for all of that. Mm-hmm. We getting it right. We was there last time. People was eating booty. We was learning a lot Yo, about we uh, so much. some of our listeners. <laughs> it is crazy. And I think the fact that it's our second time around is going to be even crazier. We're going to have some surprise guests in the building. Some you know, some you don't. July 15th, City Winery. Get your tickets. Stop playing with us because we're not playing with you. You love us because we love y'all. Next week, bitches. With the proof, I've been ill since that rumble I got into on the roof. Cause that chip on my shoulder came from the one on my tooth. Yeah, you just made me another reach. I'm feeling like Martin just gave me another speech. Living up to my name has made me another beast. Cause me wanting more has made me another Reese. Yeah, my trouble used to just double. When I ain't have a dollar, I used to struggle to struggle. Yeah, I was dreaming about the game, feeling fucked, listening to many men on the train. Men. Now I'm caught in this bind Feeling good about all I fought in this climb Yeah, 
but still caught in my mind Cause my brother lost his mother while I was talking to mine Struggling, uh, hustling Trying to come up from nothing Trying to come up from nothing Trying to get the money Trying to get to this money just shady and suspect Struggling, hustling Trying to come up from nothing Trying to come up from nothing Trying to get the money Trying to get to this money just shady and suspect I done see some things Thankful that I get to raise my head and breathe today Don't concern myself with shit that other people say Trying to keep my spirit up, I'm on a different plane Damn, my memories is in a day Non-fiction doesn't drizzle, it just rains If you ain't soaked from the storm, you can't complain You still got hope, you're already halfway It's like I'm running in the sand I've been trying to build myself a castle out of grants I done lost some homies who just wasn't really friends I can see the knife behind their back inside their hands Hands, you could cut these hands Try to show you everything but this only a glance I'm feeling like I can And I feel selfish when I'm looking at my fam Struggling, hustling Trying to come up from nothing Trying to come up from nothing What's up, y'all? It's Key Will Voice, the official voice of In The Moment Podcast. And we want to thank you for tuning in each and every week. See you next week.